0: You're lost in an unexplored cave system. It's dark, and the claustrophobia is setting in. Then you hear the sounds of something heavy moving around you. Whatever it is, there's more than one. This is Darkness Prevails, the best place to share your creepiest true stories with the world, because this world is a strange one. Caves are creepy, I think we can all agree to that. Being underground in a place where most living things avoid, it makes you wonder, what could be down there? Well, let's see what people have encountered with these allegedly true scary cave stories. By the way, I'm looking for urban exploration stories and Mexican monster sightings. If you've got one, send it to me with the links in the description. Real quick, here are the first 5 interesting comments from my previous video. Look alive sunshine comments. Hi, thanks for posting. It really makes my day. Same here. Not posting for a while really stresses me out. Alex Martinez says, dank memes and broken dreams. Ain't that the story of my life? Stephanie Rennie says, woohoo, your creepy videos keep me sane. I'll be honest, we all want to stay insane from these creepy stories. And AlfieH3O says, straight to bed for me then. Finally, I was ready to cuddle. Take your freaking pants off. And Mr. Sandwich says, howdy, I love you. Will you be a taco or a sandwich? I'd be a taco of the fishy variety. <laughs> anyway, um, here are those cave scary stories. Number 1. My Experiences Leading Tours at Mammoth Cave National Park Submitted by Mudkip775 Last summer, I had the amazing experience of working and leading tours in the longest cave in the world. After working there for a few weeks, I started hearing stories of some of the rangers' experiences I hope I can share them in the future if I get there okay. Mammoth Cave has a long history of paranormal experiences. It is the place that inspired HP Lovecraft to write, The Beast in the Cave. And I have personally met rangers who have seen full body apparitions, had orbs that have flown around tours, and have been forcefully shoved to the ground while leading those tours. Well, for now, I can share my own experiences My first experience happened just a few weeks into the job. I was trailing our most popular tour, the historic tour, and we had just made it to the second stop at Giant's Coffin. This is a place that a lot of rangers, including myself, like to turn off the lights to show the tourists the total darkness. It was also known among the rangers as a paranormal hotspot. As I said, I was trailing the tour, which means I was just at the back, watching over it. The tour was well behaved and I was sitting there enjoying the darkness. It was kind of peaceful. As I was looking back the way we came from, down to an area known as Cyclops Gateway, I saw a light. It was a bright white pinprick of light. Of course, I thought I was seeing things, so I held up my hand thinking that if it was in my head, I should not be able to block it out of my hand. Surprisingly though, I was able to, and I just looked at it until the lights came back on, and before the group moved on, I went and searched where it had been. It was just a rock with nothing on it to reflect any sort of light. I don't know what caused it or where it came from. I've seen this phenomenon one other time in a room known as the Methodist Church, another known hotspot. About a month after this happened, I was talking with some of the other people who started with me, and one of them had seen a similar thing at Giant's Coffin. When I told some of the veterans, they weren't even surprised in the slightest. My next experience happened several months later. I was leading a different tour, the Mammoth Passage Tour, and I had to lead the group back to a room known as Ruffinesque Hall. On that tour, I would turn out the lights there and tell the story of Charles Harvey. It's a very old story dating back to the 1800s of a man who got lost in Mammoth Cave for 39 hours. I won't go into the whole thing, but the short version is a man forgot his hat and he went back inside to get it, but... He gets lost trying to rejoin his group, and eventually, his light goes out. He sits there in total darkness and silence. He goes mad, starts banging rocks together just to hear something. It's because of him banging rocks that he was finally found and rescued. Now, when I finished this story that day and I turned the lights back on, I take a few questions and we head back down the passageway. Then we suddenly hear rocks banging together. Now, I knew that my trailing ranger was back down there controlling the light switch, and I thought he was doing it to prank us. So I played it off as a joke, saying it was the ghost of Charles, still lost in the cave. On the way back out of the cave, I asked him about the rocks, and he said, oh, I thought that was you. I later found out he was about a 100 feet down a side passageway looking at old signatures on the wall when he heard the same banging sound coming from the front where we were. He has had his own experiences and I trust that he wasn't pulling a prank. Now, if I've piqued your interest in Mammoth Cave, go on and give them a visit. Ask the rangers there if they've had any experiences they might just tell you a story or two. If you want to go to the most haunted areas of the cave, come and visit during the summer and take the Violet City Lantern Tour. You get to walk by the tuberculosis huts where people withered away in the caves hoping to be cured and where they found a 2,000-year-old Native American mummy who was crushed under a fallen rock. As you can see, from several hundred years ago up to today, Caves can be horrifying, eerie places, but they're definitely worth exploring. Number two, Facing My Mortality in stygian Darkness, submitted by Shiro. During the summer between my freshman and sophomore years of high school, I had the opportunity to participate in a really incredible summer program. It was about a month long, and it would give us art, PE, and science credit in return for jaunting all over the American West to camp, bike, hike, and spelunk, as well as whitewater raft or conduct field experiments in geology and biology. You get the picture. It was a blast, and I remember most of it with great fondness. There were a couple of experiences, though, give me a chill when I think about them. And this was the worst. It was one bright morning in June when me and my group, consisting of three teachers and 20 students, turned up at the lip of the short vertical well that marked the entrance of the Nutty Putty Cave. Nutty Putty Cave was discovered in the 1960s and is located just west and north of central Utah. It's a hydrothermal feature, located in a very fossiliferous area, home to cherty limestone, dolomite, desert limestone, and all sorts of other exciting things. Despite this, the formations in the cave are not the calcite stalactites and stalagmites some people would expect. Instead, it's just sort of muddy and damp and brown, and the natural formations of silicon dioxide go mostly unnoticed by any, save for the real geology enthusiasts. Getting into the cave itself was already a test of my nerves. First, you had to clamber down the short vertical drop and then crawl through what looks almost like a rabbit hole at the bottom. It quickly became clear that it was a little wider than it seemed, but there was no way to move forward besides sliding on your stomach across the rocky detritus of the cave floor for the length of six to 10 feet. Once you managed that, the cave opened up into something much more spacious. Now, I've never been super excited about tight, enclosed spaces, but I don't think that my discomfort at that time was any more than a lot of people have. As it was, I had to really give myself a pep talk to get past that first crawl, but I managed to persuade myself to do it. There are a few different routes which could be taken once inside, but my group pretty much all wanted to head down the bottom where there's located the birth canal feature. This was a tight, absurdly small corkscrew tunnel of rock, and I still have no idea why they wanted to shove themselves through it, like human toothpaste in some rocky tube. I had no intentions of doing so, and there were a couple of others who agreed with me. The crowd who wanted to have their skeletons compressed stopped at the birth canal and the handful remaining continued on towards the feature at the lowest reach of the arm of the cave. This was another loop of rock, but much wider and oriented vertically. You'd drop or climb down one side, move through the bottom curve of the loop, and then clamber up to the other side. I was last in our line of intrepid spelunkers, and so I was the last into the loop. It wasn't an impressively large feature, and the drop down into it was innocuous enough. The problem came, however, when I tried to get back up to the other side. I am not a tall dude. In fact, I'm very short, five feet tall, and despite being a pretty physically fit 14-year-old, arm strength wasn't my strong suit. I could brace myself with my feet on the rock and reach the handholds, but I couldn't get any leverage to push or jump with my legs thanks to a combination of the distance I had to span and the angle. The only option was to pull myself up by my arms, and it became dreadfully apparent to me right away that I wasn't able to do this. If I had been fully rested and not suddenly suffused with joint melting levels of mortal terror, I might have been able to manage it with a little luck, but I was already fatigued from the hour or so that we'd already been descending into the cave. For the first time in my life, I became truly aware of my own mortality. As the moments passed and I literally could not pull myself up, I suddenly understood how people can just end up gone, their lives taken in the worst possible way. I'd never before really been in a situation where I had no way out, and I was dependent upon the ability of another person to fish me out of the jaws, of a really terrible way to go. I know it sounds a bit dramatic and hyperbolic, but stay with me, I promise you it's not. Alex, I said, my voice coming out as a dusty, terrified squeak. Alex, I can't get up. There was only silence. For the longest time, there was no reply. My eyes widened in terror as I realized the true gravity of the situation. I could be left down there, forgotten or unfound in the cave system, meeting my demise at the hand of starvation, thirst, and psychosis. I began to scream, shouting not words, just noise as I kicked and punched and furiously denied my fate, the fate that had been handed to me. It was then that I knew that if it came down to it, I would take my own life, rather than go slowly and painfully, even if it meant beating my head against the rock wall. Half an hour passed by, I was out of tears and out of breath, and I don't think I even blinked for the entire time. I'd already realized that I would have rather been eaten alive from the crawlers from that movie, The Descent, than being left here and trapped. Luckily, finally, someone came back for me. My friend, who had been next to last in line, was still within earshot, though even with my deafening screams, he apparently only barely heard me through the tunnels. He was about a foot taller than I was, and probably about 30% lighter. He came back to the edge of the drop and reached down for me, and we managed between the two of us to scramble me up and out of that loop. I was pretty spooked, and honestly, I was pretty shaken up and sick from the experience. After another hour or so, we exited the caves. When we finally ascended the main gallery and emerged into the blazing desert sun, I tell you... I've never been more grateful to see the sky in my entire life. But as you'll soon see, not everyone can be as lucky. Over the years, nutty putty caves has turned up in the news from time to time. Stories of groups of careless hobby cavers or boy scouts who end up needing to be rescued from one area of the cave or another. And every time there has been some talk of measures to make the cave safer, or regulate who is allowed to enter. The last time, though, the talk came too late. A man who was caving with his brother and some others was exploring the cave, and he accidentally crawled into a tiny passage and then into a vertical crevice, only to find himself compressed on all sides, suspended upside down, and unable to move anywhere. 28 hours of rescue attempts later, with rescuers able to get close enough to see and pull on him, but unable to unstick him, he was gone. They couldn't even recover his body. Nutty Putty is sealed now, a torturous crypt for one unfortunate person who made a small error in movement and judgment. Had I been alone, it could just have easily been me. And this thought still haunts my nightmares. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. on iOS and Android. Number three, The Parallel Universe by P.T. Sheldon. My friends and I are the adventurous type of people, and we all like to compete against one another in each and every activity that we do. We all are pretty big-headed, trying to act brave and fearless around one another. But for what I'm about to tell you, it changed our mind on how we behave, because sometimes bravery is just ignorance. It happened last year. We were on a five-day hiking trip through the Amazon rainforest, something that's already dangerous enough. The amount of venomous and poisonous things in that forest That was enough to give us some suspense throughout the days and nights, not to mention the predators that were always there. Luckily, we had some forms of protection. It was the fourth day when everything really started to get strange. By nighttime, we were really deep in the forest and the camp was set up with our makeshift campfire going. One of us stayed up as a lookout for the first shift while the rest of us tried to sleep. In the morning, when everyone was awake, the guy who had the first shift of the night asked us, did you hear anything last night? All of us shook our heads, so he went on to explain. He heard something, a noise. He walked maybe 10 meters in the direction of that noise and stumbled upon a cave, a landmark we had never seen here before, and it wasn't on any maps we've seen. As soon as he said it, we all looked at each other and we knew we had to explore this cave. It's stupid, I know, but again, stupid courage and peer pressure can make you do some dumb things. We soon found the cave as it wasn't too far from the campsite and we entered it. It was just large enough for us to walk through if we crouched down. I was in the back There was a constant feeling of danger looming over me back there, and I couldn't help but wonder if the others felt the same. For maybe three minutes of straight and slow walking, we stumbled through the cavern. Suddenly, I heard a noise to the right of me, and I stopped. I looked down to an offshoot for about 10 seconds, then I turned to look at my friends and realized they never stopped. I continued faster, trying to catch up with them, as claustrophobia and fear of the dark began to take hold of me. I stumbled upon one of the others, and he looked as lost as I was. Apparently, he stopped to look behind himself because he had noticed that I was no longer with them, and as he waited for me, he realized that he, too, had been left behind. There was a two-way offshoot ahead of us, and we chose one to go down, hoping the others had gone down that same path. As we headed down the tunnel, the rocks and formations around us were slimy and felt more like flesh. It was enough to weird us out and get us to go back. But when we turned around, the light from the entrance was gone and all we had left to illuminate our surroundings were our flashlights. But we knew there were only two directions here, forward and back. So we turned and started to crawl out of the cave, hoping we'd see the entrance soon. But after five minutes of crawling back the way we came, even though we should have been out already, it was still pitch black, and the slime and squishy flesh-like rocks around us, they seemed to breathe like something alive. We stopped only for a second to catch our breaths and our sanity, but for that one moment, we heard it. Behind us was heavy breathing, like very obvious heavy breathing. As if whoever was there, they wanted to be heard. They wanted us to be aware of their presence. The breathing was deep and loud, more similar to a moose than some person. Then we heard it, stepping closer to us its feet or limbs squishing into the rocks below. Despite being a bit out of breath, we decided to keep going, and now crouch running at full speed. And luckily, we suddenly fell over the entrance of the cave. Daylight hit us like a ton of bricks, but we were out and we felt safe, albeit a little confused. We stumbled back to camp, hoping that our friends had made it out already. When we got back, we saw the tents, and we saw that the others were still asleep. You better believe we shook them awake, asking them why they went back to bed and abandoned us in some unknown cave system. They looked at us confused, and said that they hadn't been out of bed yet. We ended our little expedition right away, Unsure of what had just happened to us. Unsure of whether or not we could even tell this story to anyone. Well, here it is, in all its paranormal, creepy goodness. There was a moral to it, it'd just be this. Don't go crawling and exploring some unknown cave. And especially, don't try to get yourself lost in it. Number four, The Tunnel, submitted by Chrissy. I was 18 when I first visited Europe. I was so excited to see everything, the statues, the people, the tunnels, but all that changed after this experience. I told my parents that I was going exploring since I was thinking about moving here. They said fine, and I was on my way, but I hesitated a bit. I didn't know why at the time. I then decided it was nothing, and hopped in my car and drove to the farthest abandoned tunnel on my map, because it seemed like it would have been fun at the time. It was about a 30 meter drive there from the place I was staying at. When I was getting out of my car, a man was passing by. He said hi to me, kind of awkwardly and ask me if I was going into the cave, and I unfurl my entire plan. He nods his head and smiles, tells me good day, and leaves very quickly. I found it odd at first, but I wasn't going to let it bother me. As you could probably tell, I was pretty excited. When I first entered the tunnel, which was now, at this point, less the remains of a man-made tunnel, and now an abandoned cave that nature had reclaimed. I was surprised about how dark it was. I could barely see a thing. I started walking down the tunnel, but then I hear something snap, and I swear I heard someone's voice blurting out accidentally in pain. I thought it was just me being freaked out a little bit, so I tried not to think too much about it. I continue walking forward, Shining my light on the walls, roots and moss were growing all over the place, and rocks have caved through in some areas. After climbing over a pile of rubble and crawling on my belly through a rocky outcrop, I heard someone behind me. Someone who seemed to be masking their footsteps, but they were unable to mask their crawl over the pile of rubble from before. I turned making sure not to shine my light through the hole I'd just crawled through so that I didn't give away my position. But in a matter of a few seconds, someone's face peered through the crawlway. It was the man from before. Before I could ask what he was doing, he smiled a very toothy smile and pulled himself through that little gap at full speed, never breaking eye contact with me. My only choice was to exit the other side of the tunnel in what became a frenzied decathlon of running and jumping and crawling through debris and rubble. All the while that man was crazed and at my heels, I tried to escape. Luckily, I made it out on the other side before he could reach me. He was bigger than me and I think he was having trouble fitting through some of the areas of the tunnel. I took that opportunity to run around back to my vehicle. I jumped inside, but only seconds later, he was banging at the window, screaming to be let in. He looked dirty now, disheveled. When he backed off and I saw him looking around on the ground for something to smash through my window, I was gone, going triple the speed limit back home. I called the police and I told them everything that had went down, But for now, they haven't apprehended the man, and I know he's still out there, waiting and watching, probably hunting down another girl, someone who might not be able to get away. And number five, The Thing in the Caves. This story appeared in a previous video, but if you haven't heard it, Enjoy this submission from Emma. I'm 21 years old, living in a part of England known as the Black Country. It's called this as it has a large history in mining, although all these mines have now been closed for a very long time. I often walk my dog, a Chihuahua, through the fields and woods near my home. The event I'm writing about happened last month, but I can still remember it as clear as day. It was around midday, and it became time for me to take my dog out, her name's Lady. As we're walking through a small woods behind my home, scattered with rubbish and unwanted belongings, my dog often ventures through the bushes and trees, as she's so small there is no problem for her. I usually have to find another way around though. As we were walking along the stream, I realized I hadn't seen her for a while, so I began to scour every small place she could be hiding in. After about 10 minutes, I was really starting to panic as I couldn't find her. So I ended up running through the stream instead of shuffling around the edges of it. When I find her, she's standing straight up, stiff with all her fur on end, staring intently at what looks like a dent in the thick foliage. Glancing at where she's looking, I see a quick glimpse of what looks like the reflective eyes of another dog. Excited that she may have found a foxhole. A bit strange, I know, but I'm definitely an animal lover. I get a bit closer for a better look. As I get closer to the parting in the thick, weaved bushes to look into the hole, I flick the torch on my phone, knelt down, and notice right away that it's a lot bigger than I first thought. The entrance itself was just a small hole into the roof of a cavernous area. This is when my dog started to whimper and pull on my trousers, something she's never done before. As I turned to look at her, I heard what sounded like long nails on laminate flooring, a very rapid tapping noise. When I turned back, was face to face with terror itself, hanging off the ceiling like some sort of giant bat. It looks like a person, but it's all wrong. It's stick thin, but its body and limbs are terribly long. And there's an additional set of arms coming from its mid-torso, which it was using to hang from the ceiling. But its worst feature was its eyes. It had no eyelids. Its eyes were like white, swirling marbles that seemed to see right into my soul. As it started to look at me, it seemed to cock its head to the side, like a dog when it's trying to figure something out. I was frozen, filled with fear, and couldn't move. Thankfully, a sharp bite to my leg from my dog snapped me back into reality. I barely remember the sprint back, All I remember is grabbing my dog and sprinting back down the stream and hearing what sounded like a cross between wheels skidding and nails going down a chalkboard. I spent the rest of that night shivering, cuddled up to my dog, watching cartoons to try and calm down. I have so many questions. What was that thing? Does it have anything to do with the mines that run beneath the black country? Does it stick to the caves, or was that small entrance proof that it often ventured outside? I'm struggling to find a valid explanation for what I've seen, and I'm struggling to cope with it, considering it lives basically in my backyard. Grab your gear, put your big boy pants on, Rock. It's going to be dangerous. You get stuck with no way to get out, even if feel rescuers all around you. could get lost and perish before ever finding your way out. Or even better, you can make a friend the A friend that crawls on the rocky walls. A friend that solitudes at the smell of the fluids pumping through a world. Share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. Don't forget, follow me on Instagram, Stalkers Prods YouTube, or Instagram.com/stalkersprods YouTube. Or some bonus hundred-word horror story episodes. And anyway, thank you all for listening. Stay safe out there, and stay.